the people want to know. There's mountains of concern. Have you recovered from last episode? The people want to know. I think it was... Okay. Hot take. I think it was maybe more difficult for you to recover from last episode. I did roll a lot of repeats. <laughs> you did. You did. We both came out the other side the next day. We both came out fine, if I remember right. It was totally, yeah, I was fine. I think, yeah, we, I think were we were maybe a little hungover, but I think we I were I think fine. I had a headache. Yeah. 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 But I hope... All of you listeners made it through and um, came out the other side just as well as we did. Hopefully even better. But, um, yeah, it, it was a great time. And now we're back. Welcome to Trip It To Me, a travel-centric podcast where we talk about the Gold Coast. Gold Coast. I like to think that some poor, unfortunate soul was listening to our last episode and playing the drinking game where, like, maybe they were listening with a buddy and, like, one person was, like, drinking every time I had to take a drink, and then the other person yeah. was drinking every time you had to take a drink. <laughs> I feel very bad for that person. I feel... <laughs> I, I want to know who that person is. Yeah. Email us, tripitome at gmail.com. Speaking of drinks, Shelby, what are you drinking? I am drinking a Shiraz. Excuse me? <laughs> it's, um, it's like a Syrah. But it's called a Shiraz, mm. which really parts of the world call it a Shiraz and parts of it call it a Syrah. But really, it's a red wine variety that is peppery, kind of a medium body. They can vary a bit. But yeah, it's it's peppery. It's got some tan into it. It's dry. My cup of tea. <laughs> Speaking of tea, I am having <laughs> pumpkin spice chai tea with Two honeys and whiskey. Mm. Ooh, nice. Yeah, it's pretty good. That sounds really good. I have, I have a uh, cream ale waiting for me right after, and and we're good to go. I, I am fighting off a tiny little cold, so mm. if I cough a lot, I'm so sorry. But I came well, hy- well not hydrated, uh, prepared in case my throat needs hydration. Yes, and as Nick Miller would say, the rubbing alcohol is for the outside, but the drinking alcohol is for the inside. So you came prepared, Nick Miller style. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, I, yeah. Do you have a? Do you have quotes that you say all the time that no one else really knows you're quoting anything? As in, like I say things that are references, but I just don't reference it so people think i'm just saying that thing that's it yep i think what makes this hard is that ben just knows me so well so it's not like i can say stuff to ben but i also i think i'm that kind of dorky person that like if i was going to make a reference to someone i would tell them what i'm making <laughs> you a can't reference help to yourself. Yeah, yeah yeah occasionally if i'm feeling really snarky i might do it but it's definitely not the norm for me yeah yeah you don't seem like a huge quote person anyway like i don't i don't see you quoting things all the time i think I think, or maybe you just don't do it with me. Yeah, I think in my younger days. Yeah. There, I mean, there was that phase when it was like movie quotes, and you know, I remember even at uni, we'd always 
write down everybody's like most ridiculous quotes that you know people say that you can take out of context and are just hilarious. Um, I think I think maybe the issue is here, and I I use the the word issue very softly because it's not really an issue. But Ben, you know my my dear darling husband and his family, they quote things like, um, what's the compare like? They say a quote more often than they say an original sentence, and of course that's okay. an exaggeration. But the problem is, is that in the room of them with all of the siblings and Catherine and everybody, one person says, ah, what good dinner we're having. And everyone echoes it and then continues on in this like really weird rabbit hole, like, like chain of events where like one quote leads to another and another and another. And half the time they don't even know what it's a reference to. It's just become such an ingrained inside joke to them that it's like you say one thing and it like sets them off (laughs) so i don't know if maybe i just steer clear of it or what but it's very funny i'm learning but some of them i look at ben and i go what is that from and he goes honestly i have no idea (laughs) like we've been saying it so long i don't remember what it's from (laughs) i was even hanging out with the siblings the other day and um Ben said something and Caleb said something and then Sophie echoed it or whatever. And, um, oh, Sophie said that she didn't realize that that particular quote was from like a real life experience and not a movie because no one had ever told her the story, but she knew what the quote was. And this happens all of the time. That's very funny. Yes. Do you think, not not going off the siblings, but going off of our university selves, where mm. where you would like write down people's quotes and then spit it back at them later or yeah. do something with them? Do you, I have a theory that we all just thought we were way funnier than we actually were back then, probably. Oh, uh, and so so looking back, I bet those things really weren't that funny. I also think that we stayed up way too late and we were really sleep deprived. Mm. And so that was that. Um, I did try making like a quotes list um, at my current job because people do say very funny things and honestly very inappropriate things. But then the problem was that they were like kind of borderline, maybe a little too inappropriate. And so I was like, (laughs) I really shouldn't write that down because I like my job. Um, so the, the main one, I think probably the only one that I wrote down before I realized this was a horrible idea. And this one actually does get brought up in conversation. So it really did stick, but, um, was the quote of, oh, you're too young to be kidnapping people. And that one, that one's really stuck with. So, um, maybe we were funny. I don't know. I don't know. Probably not. It's hard to tell. I don't know. Probably (laughs) We still aren't, but here you are listening, everybody. Okay, okay. Maybe our level of funniness has not changed. Maybe our perception of funniness is what has changed. Mm. Mm. Reality <laughs> I, versus perception. That old, that old question. <laughs> oh boy! Nope, we are not funny. Nope, not funny. <laughs> not funny. Oh, oh. yeah. Well, where do we go from there, Shelby? Life changes. Oh, okay. <laughs> Whoops. Oh, I thought you were... <laughs> uh, <do> you... <laughs> I'm working on it. 
I thought you were like asking for a lead in, and I was like, I can do this. I can give this. Lead here, in here we go. You. Here we go. Hold on. Oh, God. Well, where do we go from there, Shelby? Life changes. What a stitch up. <sighs> Will I edit that? Absolutely nope, not. Nope, leaving that in. No. Nope. Leaving that in. You can't get this humor everywhere. Not everybody gets it. <laughs> <laughs> Does anyone? <laughs> Just us, apparently. <laughs> oh, <sighs> well, the floor is yours. Um. Uh, yesterday, Ben and I received our wedding photos from Hawaii. It was very exciting. We've been looking forward to them in joyful anticipation. Our friend Abby came to Hawaii with us to do our our photos and she's just the most incredible photographer. So we were over the moon that she would come and do this for us. And she delivered this beautiful box and you open the box and there were a small like bouquet of dried flowers. There was Two um, little small bars of really nice chocolate. There was a small bottle of champagne. Um, What else was in there? There was, like, a leather pouch where her name, like, uh, Abby Harrison, shout out to Abby Harrison, photography was, Mm -hmm. like, uh, like, imprinted on the leather, and then you open it, and it's this crystal and gold USB drive with all of our wedding photos on it. So, really, presentation was 10 out of 10. And as we're sitting there drinking our little bottle of champagne and watching our wedding photos and crying over the beauty that was Hawaii and all of the feelings that went along with it, I've realized that I think I'm coming into my champagne era. You know, I think a lot of people think that when, you know, basic white girl, you start drinking, you just want bubbles. Maybe that's true for some people, but you know what? I am coming into the point of my life where... If I'm always walking around with a champagne flute in my hand that's filled with bubbles, I'm not going to be upset about that. I've been drinking long enough and I've worked in enough wineries to know good bubbles from bad bubbles, but I think I think this is my my next era. I think the 30s is going to be my champagne year. That's exciting. Yeah, thank you. Right. Are you opposed to like in big moments of your life this this is a big sports thing, and I, I assume it goes to other spots in life where you pop a bottle and spray the champagne everywhere. Are you uh, morally opposed to that since you like champagne? If it's a, like a cheap bottle, who cares? Like, if that's the purpose that it was purchased for, great. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I have been, it's fun. I've been waiting my whole life to pop a bottle and spray it everywhere, and I haven't found the right moment what yet. What are you waiting for? The right moment. Andrew, you just had your 10-year my... wedding anniversary. So I'm just going to spray a bottle of champagne on my wife? <laughs> I mean, you could, like, go to the beach and, like, I don't know. Like, you, I, what What are you waiting for? Well, I, I just need, like, one of my teams to win, or I need... Oh, so it has to be a um, sports thing. No, I don't... Not necessarily, but... But either it needs to be a sports thing or something like kind of silly but also exciting. Would it maybe maybe when the website gets to a million views? Ooh, would it also count if like 
you you show up to a surprise party and someone else pops the bubbly and then like you get wanna, sprayed or you no, no, have no. to do the Not, champagne. I want to, I want to do this. Sh- I want to do the spray. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I feel like we can come up with a way to make that happen. Yeah. Well, especially if you're in your champagne era. I mean, it seems reasonable. The opportunities will be numerous. You'll show up to a surprise party where I am already drinking champagne. And I'll have a particular bottle of cheap bubbly that's meant for... I'll even... I'll get a couple of bottles. And then you'll show up. Surprise! You're so excited. You're like, where's my bottle? And then you'll get to just... Now, is this a surprise party for me or a surprise party for just someone we know? I think, and you're... I think it's a surprise party for you, but oh, okay. whether or not it's like for I like an the event, idea of it being for someone else. That would be funny. <laughs> okay, what if? Okay, what if? What if? You come here to visit. I'm like, okay. oh, you come here to visit, but while you're here, it's my friend's birthday. We're going to throw a surprise party. And you're like, cool, cool, cool. And yeah. then in that surprise party, I'm like, you have one job. And that job is to pop this bottle of bubbly and just oh, yeah. spray it everywhere. Like, what does that does that count? Great. Okay. Yeah, wonderful. Done. <laughs> Sounds great. Fantastic. Okay, good. Noted. Noted. I've been getting back into a running schedule. I hurt my knee in, like, December or January, so I, I kind of took some time off running. And now I'm trying to run, uh, like, four or five times a week. And and my usual length has been two miles, and I th- there are times when I do a little something more, a little something less, do a different route. But for the most part, two or three times a week, I run down this route. I go uh, out outside of my little neighborhood, down the street, heading towards Disneyland, to take a left, and usually I get to one mile right before the stop sign. So then I'll just circle around the stop sign and turn back and the second mile will get me to home, right? Lately, I've been going past the stop sign, turning left, and then just a few steps after, there's a tree. So I put my hand on the tree, loop around it, come back around, see that stop sign, and just keep going. Do you always like go one particular way around the tree? So it's always your left hand that touch, or your right hand, or do you that, make like make no? It you up? nailed it, left hand. Always, always around the tree, left hand touches the tree. Always. Yeah, I don't know why, but yes, that's All right. that's All correct. Right. That's, that's maybe maybe that's the next life changing <laughs> segment. <laughs> I touched the tree with my right hand. <laughs> uh, we can only hope. We can only hope. I have a segment for us Wonderful. that I'm going to transition into what we did. Uh, it's good travel news. We've done this once, maybe. Once. And I'm not, I'm not even sure you can call this travel news, but I'm going to give it a shot. Uh, I think in the wake of the pandemic and Anthony Bourdain's death and um, honestly, YouTube, which we talked about last episode, there's been a real dearth of travel shows in the past five years. They just don't seem to really exist quite as much as they used to. Uh, maybe I'm just wrong on this. 
I'm willing to accept that. But I found some recently that I'm like, oh, this is this is really enjoyable, and uh, and it's uh, brought yeah, it's brought me a lot of joy. I made a decision like three or four years ago that I will watch something, try to watch something every day or every night, basically. Um, that makes me laugh, or at least like four or five times a week. Just makes me laugh. Doesn't need to be a whole lot more. And lately that kind of gone a little dry because sitcoms can only do so much for you, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I tried out uh, tried out one show called uh, Geography of Bliss, which is Rain Wilson's show. Um, Rain, Rain Wilson is uh, Dwight on The Office. Um, so he travels to, it ends up being five different places, but each each uh, each episode is one place. So there's five episodes, and he's just looking at the happiest places on Earth, um, and then goes to one, he goes to Bulgaria, which is considered one of the saddest places on Earth, but the, the other three, depending on what scale he chooses to follow, measure out to be the happiest or, or the people there are the happiest and then the final episode is back in LA where he lives but um, I I really enjoyed the show especially the first two or three episodes I, I thought it kind of turned into something else uh, which is which is kind of the point I, I think when we talk about like YouTube videos many of those do fill in the gap on travel shows where it's like this is what we went and did I think a, a good travel show probably has another idea behind it. And the idea behind this one is is that he's just going to try to figure out what makes people happy. Mm. Um, and and the first one's in Iceland, and it is a great episode, uh, about an hour long. Just a wonderful episode of television. He, he does a few things. He, he meets up with a friend there, and the friend shows him around he meets up with a few strangers that take him out for like an ice cream date and then he he goes and gets in the water with a group of women who do this every week even though it's like 40 degrees um and and yeah it was just a especially that one the third episode he goes to ghana and that was that was quite beautiful too but i i just really was captivated by it i i think it wasn't quite as exciting or lost some of its novelty in the last two episodes for me. But uh, maybe because he went and did less of the experiences, which it felt more... I mean, I, I can't blame him because it's following the the theme of the show instead of him doing what I want him to do, <laughs> you know. But, uh, but for the most part, I really enjoyed it. The other one I've been watching, which actually came out a few years ago... Uh, is James uh, James May, our man in Japan, I think is what it's called. James May is on one of those car shows. Um, yes, uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, our man, James May, our man in Japan, came out right before the pandemic, actually. And he's going north to south in Japan. Um, and there, I believe there's, it's either five or six episodes. I'm only through the fourth one. Uh, And he's searching for, like, what makes the Japanese people so unique. Mm -hmm. Um, So he's trying out a bunch of things. He he goes region by region, which is really interesting. 
the the third episode's about Tokyo and is just a hoot. It is so funny. Um, I I loved that. The first episode was also very good. The second one is a little more serious and explores the uh, the tsunami that happened in Japan around 2010, 2011. Um, and, and yeah, it's. It's a very good show. He, there's a second season, if you want to call it that, which is uh, him in Italy. So, uh, also, I'm I'm looking forward to checking that one out as well. Uh, but but yeah, it just feels like some of these travel shows are coming back, and I think that's really exciting and and is fills a fills a little bit of a gap because uh, I I like a little bit of theme or idea behind uh, these travel experience things so uh so yeah i'm hopeful that they're coming back anyway would you watch uh the eugene levy travel show the the reluctant traveler um yes with hesitation Uh, he says (laughs) i don't i mean eugene levy's not my favorite person but it is what uh I don't think I know much about this, although you have talked about it, right? No, no, I haven't seen it. Oh, where have I've heard someone talk mm, about it? No, I haven't seen it, but we, um, of course, watching Ted Lasso, the trailer will, you know, pops up after oh, the Oh, that's right. Um, that's because it's an it. Apple TV show. But, I mean, Eugene Levy, like, we think he's just really funny, but this, the talk of travel shows, this is what it's made me think of. And,. I guess in the trailer, he's, I mean, he really is the reluctant traveler. He's like, I just want to survive this. And that would be good enough. You know, in his dry sense, (laughs) his very dry sense of humor. So. Oh, oh, I was thinking of someone else. Eugene Levy would be great. Yeah. Yeah, No, let's do it. So I. We should watch it. We should watch it together. And then we can talk about episodes as we go. Great. Okay, great. Cool. Decided. You're you're on. The travel shows, they're coming back. And did you know. They're back, um, everybody. Uh, the Rain Wilson, um, the Geography of Bliss. It looks like it was based on a book. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, he. I'm not sure he. He might have mentioned that in passing at some point, That's... but I'm not sure he really mentioned that. Yeah, because the Geography of Bliss. It looks like yeah. it was a travel memoir. So. An oh yeah, yeah. I see that. Now. Interesting layer to that. Yeah, yeah, it is. That would be interesting to read. Yeah. Cool. Wonderful. Thank you for that, Andrew. Oh, yeah. Uh, Shelby, what have you been up to? Well, would you like to hear about the TV show or the game first? Let's do TV show. We'll stay on the TV show tangent. Great. We just started The Crowded Room, which is, again, on Apple TV. We're trying to, like, blow through all the shows that we want to watch while we still have our subscription. Um, Well, now you have eight episodes of something else to watch. Yeah, we might have to actually, like, subscribe to it properly. Um, So this is starring Tom Holland and Amanda Seyfried. Um, Lots of other people, too, but those are the, the two main characters. And it is a psychological thriller. It's... It's definitely, it's a thriller. It's not a horror by any means. It's more of a, you know, a a mystery. Tom Holland, I'm just so impressed by. You know, we've seen him play these kind of quippy, like funny, you know, kind of young man, teenage characters. And this is just a whole thing altogether. It's 
kind of dark, it's broody, but not because not because he plays a dark and broody character, but because like bad things happen. And, you know, you're not totally sure. It starts out at the very beginning. He's with this other character and they go and they basically try to kill someone. And he ends up in a facility and Amanda Seyfried comes in as a, I think like a professor, a psychologist, and they want her to find out if what other things he's done, basically. So he starts telling her the backstory of how, how he got to this point. And it is a layered story. You kind of get bits and pieces as they go. They different, definitely allude to different things that we know, you know, they'll come back to later on. But really, we're just at a point where we have no idea what the actual truth is. And you know, I love, I love those. I love the mind games. I love trying to figure it out. And it's not because Tom Holland's character is trying to be deceptive. It's just because it's a complicated story. So quite enjoying it. It's set in the either the late 60s or the early 70s so it is a time period drama which is always a good time that time period seems to be really really popular right now but i think sunken living rooms they just sunken bring living everyone rooms. in honestly i just want a sunken living room but i we're we're only maybe four episodes in we've been watching really only one at a time and I have no idea where it's going to go. But I really do feel like these first couple of episodes, they've done a very good job of, like, this is only the tip of the iceberg. I think this is probably a show that could go on for at least two seasons. And it has an ample amount of content to really dive into. And I think the way that they're telling the story is just little by little, piece by piece. I think it's just really, really well done. And it's gonna, it's gonna make the longevity of the show, um, really nicely played out. So yeah, the crowded room. Very nice. Mm. A couple things. Mm -hmm. The setup reminds me a little bit of Silence of the Lambs. Mm. So I was curious where Silence of the Lambs, like, falls in the pantheon of, of murder, uh, true crime not really true crime but you know the same solving a mystery sort of thing yeah. uh, do you do you love it do you hate it i hadn't seen it until we went through them at uni oh really Yay. and by them you mean like Hannibal, i'm guess we we watched silence of the lambs and then what's the next one um oh, is it Hannibal? Of the Lambs. Movies. I'm just gonna look at it because it's gonna bother. Yeah, me. yeah, yeah. I'm gonna open the cream ale. Okay. We yeah, we had a marathon where we watched maybe it was just the two of them. I've only seen Silence of the Lambs, I think. Yeah. Cause Hannibal was a long time later. Red Dragon, right. So Red Dragon Ooh, was one, Silence of the Lambs, Hannibal, and then Hannibal's Rising. So I think we watched Red Dragon and then and Silence of the Lambs. I would happily watch them again. I think Anthony Hopkins is mwah, chef's kiss. I think he's wonderful. I think the same year that we watched these movies, I was taking the C.S. Lewis class with Dr. Webster 
and um anthony hopkins sir anthony hopkins plays c.s lewis in a movie and i was like how is he hannibal lecter and c.s lewis this is very hard for my brain because we probably watched Silence of the Lambs and like a week or two later we watched the C.S. Lewis movie where it's played by (laughs) Sir Anthony Hopkins and I was like I'm not okay um yeah I think it's a great film classic would love to watch it again actually because it has been what like 10 years yeah but Silence of the Lambs is so good yeah so good it has all the things you want yeah Mm -hmm. it really does yeah. I have never seen the other ones. It's weird that they came out so much later and didn't have nearly the success. But yeah. Uh, but yeah. Um, and then my other question, which I think you kind of answered. Uh, I wasn't so sure that Tom... Uh, Tom uh-oh, I lost his name. Tom, Tom Holland. Thank you, Tom mm-hmm. Holland. There's too many Toms. Uh, I honestly wasn't sure if he's good like like is tom holland yeah, good no, it's a question he's, I have. he's good like that's great i also really give it to like like hair and makeup because hmm. he he looks haggard at points because of you know all of the stuff that's going on but he's um he plays an awkward kid because of the things that he's experienced you know it's like it's made him you know kind of socially awkward um really kind of unsure of himself and i mean looking at tom holland play like spider-man right and like all these you know totally different characters like he's he's very good and what's interesting is that tom holland's just announced that he's taking a year off because of this show because this show has been so psychologically demanding that he's actually taking a break. Hmm. Yeah. Which really has me, like, hooked. Like, what the heck is going to happen <laughs> in this season? Like, this is bonkers. But, yeah. Yeah. Great. Mm-hmm. Good job, Tom. Good job, Tom. Uh, speaking of Spider-Man, I saw Across the spi- uh, Spider... Oh, boy. Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. It's even written in the Google Doc, <laughs> and I still still couldn't get it out. And this one, Nick Miller is... Nick Miller, Jake Johnson, is the voice of Spider-Man? Is that right? <laughs> you keep talking. Uh, I'll look it up. No, he is. Uh, but there's also, I don't know, 100 Spider-Men? So he's one of them. Oh, okay. <laughs> that was not something that I knew. Yeah. Uh, I, oh. I'm i not going to... How hyperbolic do you want me to be here, Shelby? Oh, all of the hyperbole. All of it? All of it. Um, the, the question coming out of the theater in my head wasn't, is this the best superhero movie of all time? It was, was this the best animated movie of all time? Wow, okay. Um, it was easily the best superhero movie of all time. And, uh, and I like a good amount of superhero movies, but this is, uh, this is really incredible. Uh, one of the best movies of the last five years. It is beautiful. Um, the, so this is a sequel to Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, I think that's what it's called. Uh, 
they're not connected to Marvel at all. This is all Sony. What? And what? What? Yeah, these aren't Marvel movies. Oh, that's why they're good. <laughs> I did not say that, but, <laughs> but I'm not going to disagree okay, either. Okay. Um, yeah, the the end of the Spider-Verse came out four or five years ago. was great. I loved it. Uh, but this one takes it to a different level. I have never seen animation quite like this. It looks like a comic book, but it also looks like an art history lesson at different times. And there is so much... Uh, I mean, some of the settings look just beautiful, beautifully drawn. And then some of them look completely abstract in the background. And and this is just so creative and indifferent than anything I've, I think I've ever seen from an animated movie. Um, it, yeah, I was... I was blown away. It is very, very, very good. That's without getting into the story, really. I th- This is part one of two in this series. Um, so this is setting up for another movie. But uh, that didn't bother me at all. It The, the story moves quickly. The, the multiverse wasn't annoying, but was pretty funny at most of the time and maybe slightly confusing but whatever plot holes you want to pick don't really matter in the grand scheme of things it's it's more just bowled over by how beautiful it is and the the well-rounded characters that some of them only get like speaking of Jake Johnson, he probably gets like ten minutes of voice acting in this movie. Mm. Maybe mm-hmm. Oscar Isaac, probably about the same. But uh, but those characters are really well written for being minor characters. And then uh, yeah, it's it's just a really good Spider-Man story, but set in uh, one of the most beautiful movies I've ever seen. I think. So, uh, yeah, it was very, very, very good. And this cast is just, wow. Yeah, the voice acting cast is incredible. And, okay, do you ever have a moment where, like, like I just had this moment, where you see someone and you're like, wow, like, and then you realize that they're, like, the child of another actor that we grew up with? Have you had this moment? Uh, who are you looking at? So I'm but, looking yeah, at I think so. Jack Quaid, who Jack Quaid. I've seen in a Scream movie, and we've seen in The Boys on Prime. Is that is it Dennis Quaid's kid? It is, and I've never seen his name before. I just recognize him, and then I saw that right. his name was Quaid, and I was like, look at the chin, and I was like, oh my <laughs> god, he has to be. So he's the son That's amazing. of Meg Ryan and Dennis Quaid. Crazy. Which also makes me feel like not only are politicians having children that then go into politics, but actors are having children that then become right. actors. One of them I'm way more upset about than the other, but um, wow, what a cast. The only, yeah, I think the only other time I remember that happening in my in my brain is um, Philip Seymour Hoffman's uh, son in, in Licorice Pizza. Yes, we have talked about that. I was like, what? Yeah. No, we've talked about that. We've talked about that. Yeah, we have. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But no, the the voice cast is 
really amazing. Um, pretty uh, phenomenal. Multiple, yeah, like like multiple Oscar nominations within the multiple Oscar wins within the voice <laughs> cast, and uh, and yeah, and also very funny. Um, I think Andy Samberg is the voice of one and is like in it for a joke, <laughs> and that is it. Like, like that is it. Um, yeah, it's it's really really good. Uh, yeah, I go go see it. I go see it in a theater. Right. Everybody. So um, I had a conversation with you, and then I had the exact same conversation with Ben several hours later, where you were like, it's so good. And I was like, okay, I'll see it. And then you were like, have you seen the first one? And I went, there's the first one? And then was talking to Ben later, and I was like, Andrew said this movie's really good. We should go see it. And he goes, have you seen the first one? And I went, no. <laughs> so Definitely see the first so one. I'm going to work on Definitely see it seeing the first one and then going to see this one because apparently that's the order that you should do things in so yeah it would matter in this one yeah. you should see the first okay. one the on the the soundtrack is so vibey especially in the first hour it's just yeah i mean i was i was just having a great time awesome. looking at things and then and then the the uh, the real plot sets in and, and you're like, okay, it's getting a bit more intense, but, but I mean, I could just hang out in that first hour and just have a wonderful time. Look at things. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Just looking at things. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> All right. Uh, you got one more, right? I got one more. Um, it's a doozy. Um, so for, I don't know, months, Sophie has been trying to get me to buy a switch so i can play um stardew valley um because she has a switch and that's what she plays and and to me i'm like that's just a random scramble of words that don't mean anything but ben and i try to have a playstation game that we play together for like you know like couple activity and I'm completely rubbish at online games, um, which is very interesting. We can trace it back to childhood trauma where Megan and I would be playing Crash Bandicoot and it'd come up to a really hard spot and I'd ask Megan to do it for me because I would just get so stuck and then she'd get really irritated with me and like maybe would, maybe wouldn't do it and then I would just get stuck. So Shelby's not very good at video games, not very good at all. Grew up with older cousins, they were always good. Shelby would get stuck. They would get impatient. They would leave Shelby behind. <laughs> anyway, Shelby did not get invested into video games. So we play games like Lego Harry Potter, right? Because really, I can walk into a room and blow shit up. It's fun. I feel a sense of accomplishment. Ben can go off and do all the hard things. Not that there's anything hard to do in Lego Harry Potter. So we were finishing this game. We needed a new game. So Ben was like, let's get Stardew Valley. And I was like, cool. That's a random allotment of words that mean nothing to me. Sure, let's get that game. So we download it. We hop in and um, the storyline for the 1% of the rest of the world that doesn't know what it is, is like, you're working in like an Amazon type company, right? And, like, your grandfather leaves you this gift in his will. And he's like, there's going to come a day when you need this. And so you're burnt out at work. You open your desk drawer. There's your grandfather's will. And he's left you a farm in the Stardew Valley. So you're like, fuck this. I quit my job. Run off to the valley. And you, like, set up on the farm. And 
this is it's not minecraft because you're not just like free to build whatever but it's very much that like there are squares and a grid that make up things and that's kind of the structure of all of this but you're on this farm and there's like townspeople and you have like quests and goals but really it's to make your farm successful which I find very ironic that the premise of the game is like you got tired of your big city life so you moved out to the farm when in reality it's a PlayStation game where you're staring at your TV screen for hours but anyway we get playing and I'm like, oh, like, this is cute. Like, I'm sure I'll tolerate this for a while. And then, you know, I'll, I'll lose interest in a little bit, but that's fine. So we start the game. Two hours later, I look at the clock and I go, oh, wow, it's midnight. Like that. Wow. Like, we're having a great time. Like, this is a cute little game. Next time we look at the clock, it is a quarter after 4 a.m. And I go, oh, my gosh, we've been playing for six hours straight. <laughs> Neither one of us have gotten up. We have not taken a bathroom break. We have not had a water break. No wonder I'm starving because my body wants fucking breakfast. <laughs> like six hours later. So that's basically become our new pastime. Um, it's probably why we've only watched The Crowded Room one episode at a time. Because we'll watch that for dinner and then afterwards we play some Stardew Valley. So. I can say I'm not a very good fisherman in Stardew Valley. Um, mm. I'm very good at the crops. I'm a very, very good farmer. Um, that makes sense. I mean, you're good at growing things, you. and and it's. I mean, I don't know about your real life fishing skills, but they're also horrible. But in real mm. life, it's winter, so I can't go play with my real life plants. So yeah. we might as well go play this game. Anyway, it's um it's very addicting, clearly. We now have had to do things like we're going to play for like three days. Because in the game, you wake up, you do a day, you go to sleep. So I'm like, we'll, we'll play three. Or we have to set a timer. We have burnt our dinner twice now. Because we will put it on the stove or in the oven and go play the game. And we're like, what's that smell? Twice. Are you I am, are you guys playing at the same time? Yes. So it's a split yeah, okay. screen. Oh, so okay, we're okay. independent, but we're on the same farm. All right. Yeah. Um so Are you guys married? Um Ben just upgraded his house, so his house has a double hmm. bed, so now we can sleep Ooh. in the same bed when we go to sleep. But um Ooh. I keep forgetting, so I keep going back to my like cabin <laughs> and then he gets all butt hurt about it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yikes. But we got a dog, and her name is Charlie. So really... Oh. So you're just, just recreating just, your life, but with a farm. It's where I get my own cabin, basically. Okay, yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. yeah. Great. Yeah, I sleep better in this game than I do in real life. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I can relate Although to that. Although I did laugh when you get, like, your little dog, and the, the first night that... Um, the dog, like, goes to sleep when it becomes nighttime, but, like, goes to sleep anywhere, like, uh, anywhere on the farm. But when you go into your cabin and Charlie's sleeping on the little bed, I'm like, oh, that's real. That's real life. Yeah. That, I feel that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yep. absolutely. So, yeah, that's... I did have a Google uh, um, about why, how Stardew Valley is different from Animal Crossing. Mm. And I don't know any of these things because I've never played either, but... Uh, <laughs> Apparently, they're humans instead of animals. Right. And Stardew Valley has a story mode. 
where Animal Crossing is just kind of a like, uh, yeah. you're just, you're just living it out. Um, here's where it's funny because like Stardew Valley triggers Shelby's anxiety. Um, oh, great. there's like village people that you have to like make friends with. Y-M-C-A. Um, so you have to like give them gifts like for them to become friends with you but you don't know what they like so you just walk up to someone and you're like do you want some grapes that I just harvested and sometimes it goes really well and sometimes they're like I hate this this is worthless you need to leave me alone good grief and and my character's name is Shrubby and so Shrubby walks away and she goes oh I'm so sorry and she goes shit no one's ever gonna friends with shrubby and so it's a really fun time to play out real world scenarios in a game version where both of our feelings get hurt oh great it sounds <laughs> sounds like so much fun it's just a great time yep yeah yep. awesome yep so that's um that's us great having anxiety in the real world and in a digital world <laughs> Uh, living the dream. Living the dream. We, uh, <laughs> so we, we did Jews for Germany mm-hmm. an episode back. The, then we took a little break. Well, and now we're, now we're back to Jews for the Gold Coast. Gold Coast. Um, maybe we should have called these Jews for Gold because we talked a decent amount about Gold Leaf and the Germany episode. We did. We I did. believe. Um, but yeah, here we are talking about the Gold Coast. Shelby's, Shelby's got us on this one. Yeah. Uh, so take it away. Well, dear listeners, dear gentle listeners, if you're anything like me, you won't necessarily know if the Gold Coast is a region or a city or a beach um, and I'm here to tell you, I still don't entirely know, but I'm pretty sure it's like all of those things. Um, Gold Coast is in Australia, in uh, the state of Queensland. Um, so it's on the East Coast. Now, dear gentle listener, I live in New Zealand, so I had a thought to myself of where would I go if I had like a long weekend? And everyone here talks about Gold Coast like... I don't know, like, it's just, like, the place. Like, it's not Bali, right? Like, it's not Fiji. It's not, like, a a prime, like, long vacation destination. But it's like, oh, you pop over to the Gold Coast when you've got some time. And so I was like, well, maybe I want to pop over to the Gold Coast when I have some time. So I think this is going to be my three-day itinerary for when we have a long weekend, either a holiday weekend or, you know, we just take that extra day off and we can hop over. So... Gold Coast, Australia, in the state of Queensland. It is a city. Flights from Napier, which is where I would be flying out of. It's about $1,200 round trip, um, which is like so much more than I thought it was going to be. So then I was like, well, just for funsies, let's just see what it's like flying out of Auckland. It's only $700 flying out of Auckland round trip. So You should drive to Auckland. Yeah, so we're definitely yeah. going to drive to Auckland. So just friendly reminder to everyone, if you don't live near a major airport and you can maybe drive a couple of hours to get to one, look at what your flight options are. You could save a boatload of money. So in this scenario... Matrix, mm, Matrix 
matrix.itasoftware.com. Yes, thank you. Makes it very easy to do all of that. My mom actually said she was using that the other day. I was like, good oh, job, Mom. Thank you. Good job, Mom. Um, they should sponsor they us. They should. Google, if you're listening. Yeah, they should. So, yeah, it's, um, it's about a six and a half hour flight from Napier. I would assume that it's between four to five hours from Auckland. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I've just split my day in my days into to three sections and really we're going to do, we're going to do one thing per day because on that long holiday weekend, there's three things I want to do. I want to get Perfect. roasty toasty on a beach where I can get really yummy food quickly. You love that. Yes. We're, you, you love every part of that. Every part of that. I want to sit on a beach. I want to get roasty toasty. I want an iced vanilla latte. I want to get in the water. I want to get a little bit tan, but like responsibly tan because we're wearing our SPF people because we are not spring chickens anymore. We need our SPF. Also, there's a hole in the ozone down here. So please wear your sunscreen. I want to get roasty toasty on a beach. I want to go for a swim in the ocean. I maybe want to do some kayaking because I always want to do some kayaking. Yeah. I want to get more food because then it's lunchtime. Oh, that you did all that before lunch. That was all before lunch. Wow. We take our beach our beach days very very seriously. But then You're after waking up at six a.m. <laughs> for your beach day. After lunch, it's just more roasty toasty beach time. That's oh, okay, like okay. that's like the lounging. Like I'm gonna find a spot where I can read my book, and then I'm gonna like slowly hmm. migrate somewhere for a nice happy hour because there's definitely places on the gold coast where i can sit on the beach with an easy access to happy hour um i think because it's australia and because it is such a big tourist destination there's going to be your your restaurant options are going to be limitless so whatever you're craving that night just go for it um that's good that's going to be day one right there can I get like a beach nap in there? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> okay. We could do. You, mm-hmm. Go ahead. My, I was I was gonna change this. Uh, okay. Nope, that's good. No, let's let's keep going. Beach nap. We'll put on the list. <laughs> Tick. Mm-hmm. I I really wanted to know what your do you uh, question's gonna be, but anyway, um, it looks like it's a, you you obviously said it's a coastal city. <clears throat> From the pictures, it looks like the the beach stretches almost the length of the city of course yeah of course the city has depth to it and and goes back in um away from the ocean um which it does seem to have like a beautiful river running through it as well but uh it it almost looks like from these pictures that it's just like one long stretch of beach it's not so much you go to this beach in gold city or this beach it's just like it's uh, just beach that does, keeps going yeah does that it's does that seem right to it you? does seem right and it's you know it is hard to tell from a map you know how sometimes you look at maps of like i think of the cities i've been to like london or paris or whatever and you're like oh my gosh it's ginormous but it's actually quite walkable i do wonder how big gold coast actually is like can you just kind of walk 
from like one beach to the next you know like is the downtown Mm. area gonna be fairly walkable or is it actually quite large i think for me like it's it's kind of hard to tell but it kind of looks like you could kind of start at one beach in the morning and like i said get a cup of coffee get some breakfast do whatever and like meander onto another beach especially if you're not renting a car if you're only there for a couple of days and you're staying pretty central in the city you could probably take some transportation to one end of the beach and like by the the end of the night you could probably have worked your way to the other side you know yeah uh yeah it really seems like it from i am looking at a few different pictures now and it just really seems like it's pretty straight and, and you just can keep walking and just walk yeah. and walk and walk there are um in the region not not just the city there are 21 beaches along the gulf coast but i don't they don't get into what, like what separates them or or um or what makes them different from one yeah. another really uh but yeah there, there's there's a place uh called surfer's paradise yeah um that looks really cool yeah uh dog parks yeah a lot of different things like these these photos that they're just on google but these (coughs) photos of like skyscrapers with just Mm -hmm. it looks like miles of of golden beach yeah make it seem like it just it just goes on one of the pictures uh in a in a I mean, this looks prettier, but in a way, it kind of looks like San Diego to me because mm. San Diego has a little, has a stretch of beach all along the coast, but then there's an inlet and then there's water. Uh, I don't know if it's a bay or, or whatever you consider it, but there's an inlet and so there's water on both sides of, I think it's probably like Mission Beach in San Diego. Mm. There's water on both sides of you. And that's kind of what this section of the city looks like to me where where there's water on either side but actual ocean um actual waves and stuff on on, on the on the big ocean side right there right yeah yeah uh-huh. yeah but yeah mm-hmm. it looks it looks gorgeous and, and like you said that the skyscrapers right next to it um the there's not many places in the world quite like that really yeah um yeah and I think um, cool. I think it is one of those scenarios where you kind of have a beach for like most things. So like if you wanted to kayak, yeah, it does look like you it. know there's like there's a specific beach for that. Or if you want to do like surfing lessons, you know, um, like <laughs> Surfers Paradise Beach is probably going to be the place for that. Um, yeah, I think it's I think it's going to be depending on what kind of a beach day you want to have. That's how you pick your beach. Yeah, mm. great. Um, yeah, it, it looks. So clear. It looks like there'd be places for like hiking, places for yeah. maybe not hiking in in like a hill manner, but but you know some trails through yeah, a park some, or whatever. Some trekking, some some long <clears throat> some, walks. Yeah. Yeah, maybe some rocks to climb yeah. on out in the water. Because things it's like that. Australia, you should just be kind of careful because everything wants to kill yeah. you. But yeah, for sure. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So. We all know to be careful on beaches because of trippity. Yes, because of, and because of the, the the little sea flap flaps with their little stingers. Yeah, exactly. They do not feel good. No, they don't feel good at all. Yeah. 
I assume. So I right after, uh, uh, do, do you have, they don't, I can promise you. You don't want to feel it. Um, right after the picture on the on the website you linked of, of the beach, there's a picture of Bugs Bunny. <laughs> um, and yeah. I don't think this probably has anything to do with your itinerary, but I... Uh, I'd just like to address um, it. He's, he's, just, he's there, just there hanging out. So, um, day two of my itinerary, which basically I've, I've ripped off this itinerary from the Australian, like, tourism, you know, society or whatever it is. Um, so day two of the itinerary, after your nice and, like, roasty-toasty and sunburnt from your beach day, we're going to have an amusement Great. park day. <laughs> um, so oh, there's yeah. multiple amusement parks in um in gold coast and like in this part of the world amusement parks aren't really a thing in new zealand there's one it's called rainbow's end which is really just laughable to anyone who's ever been to six flags or disneyland or anything like that um they're just they're they're not really as as part of the culture i think as they are in the states but in gold coast you've got dream world you've got sea world Wet and Wild, uh, Paradise Country, and Warner Brothers Movie World. Mm. Um, the one that I have the most questions about is Dream World. I I don't. Um, is it DreamWorks? That that's the question. I I, I don't can, think I so. I don't think no, so. No, it doesn't look like it. Um. So oh, it's it's, a, it also has a water park as well. Yeah, it's a theme park and a zoo. There's 40 oh. rides, attractions. So th- yeah. this one to me is kind of like maybe the catch-all. Maybe like if you kind of want to do a little bit of everything, you could go to Dream World. Otherwise, you've got SeaWorld, which is, of course, um, you know, a, a international, you know, franchise SeaWorld, which I wouldn't want to go to SeaWorld, except there's this one picture on Google uh, that is absolutely stunning, and that alone is, like, what's tempting me, but it's like there's all of these different um, waterways and walking paths over them with, like, these gondolas, and it just looks beautiful. Otherwise, I don't I don't really care to go to SeaWorld. You're out on SeaWorld. Yeah, I'm kind of out on SeaWorld. Uh, Dream World looks like a roller coaster park, right. by and large. Right. Oh, what about the? Did you go to the Sea World Gold Coast website? No, I didn't. <laughs> On the front page, there is. Uh, you can see the just a tiny bit of a roller coaster in the background, and then just like a a large dinosaur right in front <laughs> of you, just ready to bite your head off. Sea World and Leviathan. it's called. Yeah, Leviathan. It, it's intriguing. Wow, that's yeah. exciting. <laughs> yeah. There's also a swing, uh, you know, just like a classic amusement oh, park yeah. swing ride. Uh-huh. That looks very high. It looks really like, high. uncomfortably high. It can't yeah. certainly be that high. That some, some places make those things so, so high. 42 meters. Yeah, that's, that's right up that's there. That's really <laughs> fucking high. Oof. Yeah, scary. How do you um? How do you feel about Sea World? Uh, I have no problem with Sea World. Okay. I watch Blackfish, um, like most of the population. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were obviously problems there. Sea World took quite a quite a few 
steps to reprieve those mm. problems. Um, and so now I'm cool with it. Cool. I don't really care about visiting there too much, yeah. but 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 like it's it's fine. Okay, cool. I don't have anything. If I lived near one, I'd probably go. But mm. there's one in San Diego, but I'd rather go other places. You know. Have you ever been to a Sea World before? Yeah, I've been to a mm-hmm. few. Uh, probably the ones in. I probably went to the one in San Diego and Orlando, I would guess, but it's been a, a long time. Yeah, so. yeah, same. Um, yeah, but I I remember the shows and stuff, and always enjoyed that sort of thing. I don't I don't know what shows they have for sure anymore. I think I think it's largely dolphin oriented mm. now. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I mean, there's looks like there's a polar bear here and there's dolphins. They can't get a lot cooler than that. I mean, what's not to love about them? Yeah. 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 So we've got Dream World. We've got Sea World. We've got Wet and Wild, which again, international, like water park yeah. franchise. We've got um, Paradise country which i think is a farm theme park oh no if <laughs> i understand that right um, oh, now. and then lastly we've got the warner brothers movie world theme park paradise country by far the cheapest out of <laughs> these it, ter- it calls itself the gold coast australian farm experience <laughs> yep mm-hmm uh, looks looks a little bit like Trip It To Me certified uh, <laughs> Snake Farm Zoo. <laughs> Is anything like Snake Farm Zoo, though? This looks maybe a little uh, more professional. Maybe. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> There's a koala breakfast. I don't know what that means. I'm hoping it just means you have breakfast. Oh, yeah, it looks like it. Yeah. You have breakfast, and then they bring koalas around to you. Which, um, um, any any Aussie sure. will tell you that koalas are filthy animals and to, like, not touch them. So I'm not sure I want a breakfast around it. No, I'd be happy. I'd be happy for it. Um, a lot of ko- koalas, they, um, they, they carry STDs. Oh, okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. Not that poor koalas. I know, I know. Um, poor silly koalas. But yeah, I'm not sure I really want to eat breakfast around them. I think Paradise Country is the lowest on the totem pole. Yeah. It, it is the the one I least want yeah. to visit. Yeah. Although I haven't looked at Warner Brother, what is it called? Warner, Warner Brothers, Brothers movie movie world. Movie world. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, I'm no Paradise Country does not. Yeah, look yeah, great yeah. To me. It's even. It's even below Dream World. Um, oh yeah, N- yeah, no doubt yeah. about it. Um, but Warner Brothers Movie World is expensive. So of course, Warner Brothers Movie World is where Bugs Bunny comes into play. So hence mm. the Bugs Bunny photo that you saw. On their homepage, they term themselves as Australia's number one theme park. They do. We, um, I don't know how they're measuring that, but old claim, really. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe it's the most visited. Yeah. Who knows? I'm not sure. Um, I'm uh, in my mind. This is a comparison to like Universal Studios, right? Um, I'm not sure that this one would be at the top of my list. I think. Really. 
Yeah, yeah. Like, I think I'm still, I'm really sold on I just want to go to a water park. Is that yeah, because yeah, we are in, fair. like, the dead of winter and it's raining so much outside that, like, part of the east coast of New Zealand is in a state of emergency and I just want to go someplace hot where there's a water park? Like, probably. Um, sure. I think, realistically, if we were there, we would probably take two days and we would do... Maybe one day for one park and one day for the other park. Yeah. And the in this imaginary itinerary, I've only got one day for a theme park, so I'm kind of thinking I'm gonna stick with the water park. Um, just because I'd I'd want to go to a water park with you, I think I think that's the right choice. Yeah. But the Warner Brothers one does look. It looks like by fun. far the most thought out. Uh, it does look Universal Studios esque. Yeah. Um. As the um, the resident, you know, theme park expert on Trip It To Me, um, what would be the order of these parks that you would want to go to? Warner Brothers Movie World does have a attraction called Yosemite Sam Railroad, <laughs> so it's hard hard for me to top hard that. Hard to pass that. Uh, I would go uh, uh, Sea World and Wet and Wild are two different ones, right? Yes. Okay, and am I going with you, or is this just a generic um, list? Oof, it'll be less biased, maybe, if it's just generic, right? Okay. Paradise Country's the, at the bottom. <laughs> yep. Then I'd probably go SeaWorld, mm-hmm. then Dream World, Wet n' Wild, then Warner Brothers. Excellent. Yeah, that's a, that's a good... And if it was if it was with you, I'd probably just flip the top Yeah, two. yeah. But if it was us, we would just add on a day and do both. Sure, yeah, of, of course, course, of course. Naturally, naturally. Now, now you got to give me time to look through these wet and oh, wild yeah, slides. Oh, yeah, absolutely. What's what's the best water slide? Is it a tube slide? Is it a, is it a like a, a family slide where you mm. are on like a big inner tube? Is it just a straight down one? Ooh, I really like the kind of rapids. Like um, mm. mimicking yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of a, a, a slide. Yeah, those are fun. Yeah. Um, Especially with with like either like a two or four person yeah, inner tube. Yeah, That's very Because you get to go with friends. It's a good time. Every time yeah, you yeah. go, it's different because of like weight distribution and like what size of a tube you're in and what it's like. Every time it's different. Um, I do love a tube slide, but my complaint is that you usually wait in line for so long and then the slide right. itself lasts what like 30 seconds at most you know even shorter than that most of the time so that's my biggest complaint is just the wait time to ride time is just is is not it's not the best but um agreed yeah this um mm -hmm. uh uh they this this water park has looping slides yeah uh so so that you go straight down and then up and back around. Yeah, it looks. They have four of them. Uh-huh. Oh, which is great. I also am a sucker for the racing slides where you yes. just all line up side by yes. side and then go. That's like fun. this one, the um the super ripper. Yep. Yeah. Heck yeah. Super ripper. Heck yeah. <laughs> what a name what too. What name? Uh, on one I'm looking at, they have I don't know if you have to wear these, but they're like the people are wearing like backpack sort of things like it's strapped <laughs> and i'm very confused on uh it's on aqua loop and i'm 
it, like in all the pictures that they show, they're wearing like a strap. It must be to like protect their back. I don't know. Maybe make them go faster. Is it like instead of being in a tube, you've got this like board on your back and that's what gives you all of the speed? I'm sure that, yeah, I think that's got to be part of it. I think. I'm intrigued. Oh, that you, one. you, okay, so you enter the trap door. You, yeah. um. Trap door slides are then great. Then you're released down a giant 40-foot heart-stopping free fall drop. And then Perfect. a full looping slide up to speeds of 60 kilometers per hour. Yeah, that's great. Right. Wow. Stats? Why do you need? Why do you need stats for a a water slide? No, I'm so into the <laughs> stats that you click on a slide and it just says the slide, and then they give you some generic details, and then it says key stats next to it, and <laughs> I think it's so funny. Oh, uh, uh, I'm. Th- I think the the slide we just talked about, and uh, the Kamikaze yes, would be yes. would be my top two picks here. So just they have this kind of a slide um, ride, I guess, at um, the Reddings water slides, and they call it the avalanche Ooh, okay. Ooh. because you do you do this like you know it's in like this this uh, like you oh, yeah, yeah. shape. I'm watching the video now. and you drop uh-huh. down, and sometimes when you drop, you like get some air, you know, like you come up. Yeah. And you're just in, kind of in an intertube. And then when you go up the other side, you feel like you're just going to, like, fly off. But right. then again, you fall. And sometimes you, like, fall for a while without actually touching anything. But these inner yeah. tubes are cool because they have, like, they are cool. armrests and, like, a backrest. Which I'm sure yeah, great. is to prevent people from hurting themselves and then suing them. But it's a, it's a an 11-meter drop at a steep 70-degree angle. Thanks for the key stats. No problem, I got you. Um, um, wow. No, it looks it looks like a lot of fun. fun. We'd have a great time. We would have a great um, time. Yeah. We would ride so, all of them at least three times. Yeah, no one else would be there, so we could do that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. No, a great choice. Oh, yeah. There's also one called the Black Hole, mm-hmm. but it's only a moderate thrill level. If you're going to name a slide the Black Hole, yeah. you should you should probably live it up. Probably. Probably make it a little bit more extreme, right? Yeah. Like the Kamikaze. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, so that's our day two. So day one, we've got Wonderful. hangs on the beach all day long because we've got so many beaches to choose from. Day two, we're going to pick a theme park, stick to that. And then day three, we've got the Lamington National Park, which is just outside of the city. And we've got mountains. Um, It's a bit of rainforest. So I think particularly for people in the northern hemisphere that maybe live in, you know, the Pacific Northwest or, um, you know, places where you're in forests, a rainforest feels quite different. It's much more tropical. Mm -hmm. It feels much more... Um, kind of exotic. There's going to be different kinds of birds and nature and all of that. Um, again, because it's Australia, just be careful. So many things are going to want to kill you. But um, this is an option where you can take a tour. You can go out by yourself and pick one of the walking tracks. It's really up to 
you, what you're comfortable with, what your budget is. Um, you can do a group tour, you can do a private, you know, guiding walk, whatever, whatever you want. But there is a treetop walk. And I've done a walk That's like this cool. up in Rotorua in here in the North Island of New Zealand. And it's really, really cool. I don't really know how this one compares, but essentially they've built walkways from, you know, tree to tree to tree. And it... And the one you've done, was it rope or was it like... It uh, was like wooden wooden platforms around hmm. tree trunks with yeah. like rope bridges between if i'm remembering okay. that correctly um right. and we did were you like harnessed in no no not harnessed in no. because it's all um the there's like rails and um like fencing bits on the sides so like you, oh, okay. you'd really have to try to you know sure. to fall over um, but the one that we did was at night and, um, there's a famous artist here, um, who's designed these, uh, these like lights, these lamps, and he's mm. built ginormous ones to go around the redwood trees. And so when you go at night, there's this like really pretty kind of blue light coming out of all of these lamps. So you feel like you're walking through... A movie set or you're walking on another planet like it's just really really cool beautiful beautiful like it's i think it's one of the top things that i've done since i've been here so like hmm. when you come visit like we definitely need to put that on the list so all right that's pretty hard to beat so i don't really know how this treetop walk fares in comparison um it's free it's free yeah the one that i did wasn't free so that beats it out for sure but um there's some really interesting things there's waterfalls um yeah the waterfall looks very pretty. it does it does um there's a, a track called python rock um that looks like um maybe it's a, a lookout over to the valley um so i think this we, is mm -hmm. we may have to stay here because then we have access to the infinity pool <laughs> heck yeah i mean we definitely didn't get enough water the first two days, yeah, we, so a little bit more. We need the infinity pool. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, this looks great. There's also a zipline thing mm -hmm. that looks like a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, I think you could spend a few days here if you wanted to. Yeah, and I think there's quite a few, like, wildlife encounters. Um, there is, like, a glowworm yeah. experience, which, again, that looks cool. is something I've seen here in very, very small amounts. But there's, like, bioluminescent worms. Mm -hmm. So when you go either out at night or when you go into a cave or something like that, they light up like they're, like, stars. It's it's wild. It's a trip. So um, some really, really unique experiences that you can see here that maybe you can't see in other parts of the world. Um, so I really feel like this is a well-rounded weekend. You've got, you know, kind of yeah. this nature-y part on this last day. You've got the theme park. You've got beaches. Um, I would love at some point to end up at Elsewhere, which is a music venue bar in the city. And okay. um, this came recommended. And it's it's kind of a, a small music venue where they've got music on, you know, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And it looks like it's this, like, early 2000s originated 
spot where you can go and just kind of sit back and enjoy some really talented people. And I think it's probably become part of the culture and part of the history of the Gold Coast. And so I think that would be really, really cool, especially on a day, you know, when you just want to kick back, but you, you're not done for the day. I think this is a really nice way to spend an evening where you still feel like you're doing something, but it's kind of passive enjoyment. You know, you can be there, you can get some food, you can get some drinks, listen to some music, be a part of something, be in some cool atmosphere, but you know, you can just chill at the same time. So I think that would, uh, I think that would be kind of the, a nice way to round off this weekend. You get some music, you get some culture, you get some nature, some beach, some theme parks. You come back completely yeah. exhausting, exhausted, needing another vacation before you go back to work. Yeah, I I think so. I think there's a way to do it where, like, if you stretch it to five days, maybe you do yeah. like a one of the theme parks the first day, then mm-hmm. a beach day the second, then maybe the water park yeah. and then go into go into the nature yeah. parts for the last two and, then and, have like and a city you want yeah mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. you want to feel quite as exhausted that way i think if you spread it out some. i think but, that pacing would but be for nice. a yeah but for a quick trip that yeah you'd probably yeah. wear yourself out and i guess too it's but, the question of like if i'm coming from new zealand then maybe i can justify popping over for 3 or 4 days if you're coming from right. america you know, or from Europe or for someplace like that, you'd, you'd want to stretch this trip out. You know, you'd probably want to do Gold Coast and Sydney and Melbourne, or you'd want, you know, like you'd want to add on to it because you're paying so much for airfare that you really want to get your money's worth. So you could easily tack this onto, you know, a trip all the way down the coast, which if you're going to come all the way to Aussie, you kind of have to. Right. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. It'd be hard to figure out which places to hit in Australia if you're coming from america so but uh but maybe this talked you into something if you if you did actually i think it's pretty easy i think you hit gold coast and you hit sydney and then you hit melbourne and i think that's what you hit and then on the second trip you hit perth and then maybe you do adelaide and i yeah i think i think that's it all right good to know you heard it here first (laughs) folks (laughs) um just a little bit of housekeeping before we wrap this up. I think we're going to skip over H is for because we've had two Hawaii trip reports yep. and there's not a ton else we're super interested in. If you're interested in a place that starts with H, email us tripitumi at gmail.com and we will talk about it at least. If you also um, feel like there should be lots of H places to choose from, like like I thought, I encourage you to Google places that start with H because you will be unpleasantly surprised. <laughs> and then you'll be maybe equally as surprised to how many I places there yes. are. So we might do something you might we might do something a little different, something a little fun with that. We'll see. Uh, it'll be four or five episodes down the road like these usually are. But uh, <laughs> but yeah. Um, we hope you stay tuned for that. And thank you for listening. Thank you for the itinerary, Shelby. Oh well my pleasure really I kind of I stole it from the uh, Australia <laughs> Tourism Board, but, you know. Well, thank you, Tourism Board. Yeah, thank board. you so much for looking out for us. Yeah. Make it so well, easy. <laughs> That's their job. It is, literally. Yeah. Well, uh, please subscribe and rate the show, and we will be back next week talking about something. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. Bye. Bye.